Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, what's up, Atlanta? That's right. It is time for the latest edition of The Other Side of the Glass. It is my first chance, although some of you may find this obnoxious. And I don't totally disagree, by the way. We'll get into that a little bit later. Let me wish you guys a happy new year. This is my first full show of 2024. I got you four, the full four, as our man John Chuckery used to say. Devil's got a three-hour show now. Must be nice, huh, JC? We love you anyway, brother. And all those water cooler talking points that you love to give out three to six months in advance. So I'll be hanging out with you until 4 o'clock this afternoon. And then a nice little dose, a little sliver, a little tease of NFL football coming your way on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We have a pretty good matchup today, if I do say so myself. Pittsburgh at Baltimore and then Houston at Indy, I think those are both pretty important games. Obviously, playoff implications are on the line, so we shall see what happens in those two games. But, oh, oh man, you guys know what we need to talk about today. Come on. You all know what we're going to spend the majority of today's program focusing on. That is, of course, the Atlanta Falcons and the big decision that they're going to have to make about the HC and the QB, potentially the GM too, although I think he's pretty much safe based on what he's done during his tenure in Atlanta. But we'll talk about all of that in just a second. I do want to acknowledge before we dive into the Falcons, because once we start, it's like the uh, saying for Pringles, once you pop the fun, don't stop. That's going to be us with the Falcons conversation today. So let me just acknowledge this, and I'll say it now. And if you follow me on Twitter at C Thomas Radio, you know how I feel about this. Hawks, uh, yeah, not good. Giving up 150 points last night to the Pacers, albeit they are a very good team, and they are one of the highest scoring teams in the league. So are the Hawks, by the way. But you gave up 150 points, and that's sort of the last two games are sort of a perfect microcosm as to where the Hawks are as a franchise right now. You get your best win of the season over one of the best teams in the NBA, 
in the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then you follow up that performance by being down by almost 40 points at one point in that game last night. Uh, Trey had a really bad night. DJ picked up the slack, but who knows if he'll even be in a Hawks uniform come a couple weeks from now. It's just a shame because we knew, we knew that this is what this was going to be. There was no sugarcoating it. When you lose JC and you take his points out of your lineup, and I had somebody hit me up last night, yeah, but that's what Jalen Johnson is doing. Yeah, but you would have had JC's points too. They would have figured out a way to get both of those guys on the floor enough. Trust me, the Hawks bench is not exactly, uh, you know, 2001 Lakers deep. Sorry, that's just not the case right now. There's about three guys that realistically should be getting minutes, and one of those is Bogey, who's having an all-star type season. So when you go into the season with these expectations, if you're the Hawks, and you don't live up to them, now on your third year in a row, I'm sorry, this is what you get. You were a 500 team last year, barely squeaking in to a play-in tournament. Right now they're like either the 10th or the 11th seed with the loss last night. It's not good. And they didn't make any moves. This team can't play. You're not winning games if you don't play defense. You, you can score 130 a game, but if you give up 140 or last night 150, I'm sorry. It is what it is. So if the Hawks are going to sit pat and not make moves and potentially trade DJ, then you don't have a kick coming. I'm sorry. This franchise rose to the promised land. It's going on three years ago now. This is not – this team has been – Bad for more than it's been good now for a while. And that's just sort of the state of the team. We'll see what happens. A lot of games left to play, but right now it's not good. All right, so I just wanted to get that out of the way about the Hawks because now here we go. We're wasting no time today. 404-726-0929. Let's go. Light them up. Let's go. Arthur Smith, do you give him one more year? Do you give him one more year? There's arguments to be made on both sides. Here's the argument for, again, 404-726-0929. Let's go. Tell me what you're thinking. Here's the argument to keep them. We've seen glimpses of this offense, of what it can be. We've seen a sliver of the potential of what this thing could be with Bajan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Chris Lindstrom just named to another Pro Bowl offensive line in pretty good shape. Bergeron was a good draft pick. We'll see what happens with McGarry. But, obviously, we know that this franchise this season has nowhere near lived up to their expectations. So that's fine. I get it. But again, in making the case for him to stay, you say to yourself, what if he had a, even an average quarterback? Because Mariota and, oh my goodness, Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter and the last vestiges of Matt Ryan, none of those situations were good. You made the most out of what Matt Ryan had left. Mariota was a disaster. Ritter a disaster. Heineke a disaster. So you say, but Turtle, didn't he pick out the groceries and put those chefs in the kitchen, so to speak? Yes, maybe. But the thing is, we don't really know. We don't know 100% between Arthur Blank, Terry Fontenot, Arthur Smith, what percentage of the pie all of those guys were allowed to contribute. And I was talking with Abe Gordon out in the hallway before the show when he was doing college football game time, and he made a good point. 
And he said, if you bring Arthur Smith back, you have to tell him, listen, Terry Fontenot as GM is going to be the guy that's going to pick out the groceries. And I think that's a good point. So I would say if you want to bring him back, that should be one of the contingents to do so. The other big thing for me, if you want to bring him back, and again, we're taking your calls right now, 404-726-0929. I know a lot of you have strong opinions on this, and I want to hear them. The other thing is the culture for the Atlanta Falcons is in the right place. I would even say it's in the perfect place. Going up to Flowery Branch week in and week out, as I did with Dukes and Bell, I was able to see the faces, the expressions, the words coming out of the mouths of the players and Coach Smith every week. I was sitting in a room that was probably uh, the size of your closet at home. It was a very small room, so it was intimate. And we were face-to-face with each other. And these players and this coach remained positive. They had the right attitude. And they had a good understanding of what was going on this season and that they knew that they had to take accountability for their, for their failures and mistakes. That's hard to find in the NFL. Look at guys like Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. Look at what Aaron Rodgers did to the Jets, and he didn't even play. You have malcontents in your locker room, it ruins everything. The Atlanta Falcons do not have that. Arthur Smith is liked by his players. I don't know if love is the right word, but he is liked by his players. And that is hard to find in the NFL when you're not living up to your standards. Those locker rooms go south so quick. So if you say to me he gets one more year with a new quarterback and you keep that culture and you build on this season, you can try to sell me on that. And I get the other side of it too. Listen, you spend 100 and whatever million dollars in the offseason. You finally got out of cap hell from Matt Ryan, from Julio Jones, from all the bloated contracts that the Falcons have. I get that. I understand. This was supposed to be the year. If you listen to me on the weekends, we've had this conversation before. This is not new. The Atlanta Falcons were supposed to, I predicted stupidly at the beginning of the season that this team would easily win the NFC South and win a playoff game. That was how highly I thought of what was built this season. So you can simply say, listen, we gave you three years. We know two out of the three. You didn't have the best situation. But when you finally had a chance to do your thing, you didn't get it done. So I get it. I do get both sides. And that's why we're talking to you. I got two segments to open the show, and we're going to take as many of your calls as I can. 404-726-0929. We'll start with Kareem in the ATL. Kareem. Turtle, what's going on, my brother? What up, man? Man, Turtle, first and foremost, just a quick point before I get into things. You just mentioned Devontae Adams as if he was the locker room cancer in Vegas, which that is totally false, man. Josh McDaniels was the reason for that team imploding the way. Well, hang on one second. Hang on one second. I didn't say he was a locker room cancer. I said he was vocal about his displeasure with the franchise. He came out and caused drama with the media for the franchise. That's what he did. Okay, duly noted. But after that you said locker room cancer, I kind of must have thought the words played on each other. I digress on that. But, Turtle, as far as bringing Coach Smith back, no, he does not deserve to come back. And here's the reason why. Coach Smith has not established his identity. 
right? Or he he has not gone with the identity he was hired under the premise at, right? We brought him in, run the ball, smash mouth football, right? And every Sunday he gets to playing cute football. He wants to do trick plays, uh, fake field goals, all kind of stuff that you don't um, – not fake field goals, going for two when you don't need to. Yeah. But he goes and he, he acts as if he's the smartest coach on the universe, right? He out he out coaches his own self. Therefore, I do not believe he needs to come back. He has not showed that he is capable of doing what you need to do. He's not involved in the ball game. Now, when we were talking about Fontenot and uh, who I was picking the groceries up there, we have to say that it's probably been a team effort, but we have to say bringing guys like Mariota and John Smith who were with him in Tennessee, that, that I would believe that that was the coach, you know, saying, hey, I want this guy, let's bring this guy in, and we brought him in under that premise. So uh, John who has worked out, but Mariota was a bust, and – uh, one more point before I go, Turtle. All right. You know, you've been on the airways, man. Not one Justin, not one Fields in. Here's what I got to say to that, man. Fields, out of that draft class of quarterbacks, uh, Fields has developed the second most beyond Trevor Lawrence. And he's been playing basically with one arm tied behind his back. The reason I say that, the Bears haven't provided him anything. They just He just now got a receiver and DJ Moore. So I think um, Justin would be the pick for us. We trade up, uh, give up a second rounder, or even if we have to give up the first rounder for him, he's he's worth it. I would bet I would rather take him an uh, unproven commodity out of college. And All right. with that turtle, I'm gone, man. Yeah, Kareem, thank you, man. All good points. Appreciate you. Oh, man, on the Justin Fields thing again, guys. I've made my point so abundantly clear. Listen, if you – if you are like Kareem and you still feel so passionately about Justin Fields that you want to call in and defend him and tell me why, go ahead. 404-726-0929. I'll take those calls, too. I took a million of them last week and the week before that. But if y'all are still out there banging the drum for Justin Fields, let's go. Tell me why. I'm not saying I can't be convinced, but you got to bring a damn good argument. So bring me your best. 404-726-0929. It's not that I don't believe in Justin's talent. It's the timing. It's the timing. It's off. It's not right. He's coming in here needing a fifth-year option picked up, and then he's going to want his money. And that's not enough of a sample size for me to say to you that that is the right move for the Atlanta Falcons to make. You're putting too much money in an unknown. Did Matt Ryan get his money after one year of playing well? No. He had to prove it, man. Did Mike Vick? No. These guys have to prove it. And Justin Fields, unfortunately, because of the way he started his NFL career, being so up and down and so topsy-turvy, he did not get a chance enough to show me that he is worth the money that he is going to demand. 404-726-0929. John, I see you out in Marietta. We'll get to you when you get back. Grab a line with me, 404-726-0929. Arthur Smith, does he deserve one more year, one more crack at it? I laid out why you could bring him back. I also laid out why he maybe shouldn't come back. You tell me where you're at with this, 404-726-0929. Chris Thomas hanging out with you until 4 p.m. on Sports Radio, 929 The Game and on the Odyssey app. 
What are we doing? What are we doing? Are we giving Arthur Smith one more season to figure it out? Or has he done not enough in your eyes, ladies and gentlemen out there, to say you get to come back with a new quarterback and maybe a little bit of a revamped offensive line and try to make the most out of Bijan and Kyle Pitts and Drake London? What are we saying? And then also, Justin Fields. I know, so I'm getting it on Twitter. I'm getting it on the text line at 404 726 Hit me up at C Thomas Radio on Twitter. I'm still getting so much feedback, I'll call it, most of it negative, on my opinion that the Falcons should stay away from Justin Fields. It's, listen, again, for the millionth time, it's not that I don't think Justin Fields has the ability to be a good quarterback. Uh, Bueller, did we just see the game against the Falcons last weekend? Obviously, the talent is there. It's the timing. He has not done enough and will have not been able to show enough to warrant giving a four, five, six-year deal in the neighborhood of $200 million. It's just not – I tweeted it out last week because I had so many of you guys out there asking me, Turtle, where are you getting this number from? Where are you getting this ridiculously high number from? So what I did was I went back and I looked at all the current quarterback contracts. I looked at the top guys in the league. And I'm not even talking about Mahomes. I'm talking about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, guys that Fields is going to want the contract in the neighborhood of. And I posted it on Twitter at C. Thomas Radio, and I said, look, here's your proof. This is the neighborhood he's going to want a contract in. And for the Falcons to have to pony up a contract like that for a guy who wouldn't have shown you more than at that point, like a season and a half of good football, nah, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. It's too big of a risk. You set your franchise back five years if you do that. So 404-726-0929 on the coach and on the QB. Let's start with Congo from Clarkson. You're in the game. What's happening, Chris? Love the show, man. What's up, brother? All right, so I called. I agree with you. I mean, I'm really torn on Justin Fields. Part of me, bring him in for the one-year rental. But the other part, like you said, the money. But my main thing is, I'm about to go in on Arthur Smith. Me, personally, I watch these games. Die-hard Falcons fan since the beginning of my life. And when you watch these games, you just see a coach where it looks like the moment is just its bigger than him. And then when I look at these, a, a, a lot of these games, the other team, they'll show their offensive coordinator, give the graphics, talk about how good he is, their defensive coordinator, show a graphic, how good he is. What the hell does Dave Lagone do? You don't see any of our other coaches. You just see Arthur Smith blowing games, and I'm sick and tired of it. Bring in somebody like Brian Flores. Hell, give Nielsen the job. I'll even take the safeties coach. Give him the job. I'll sit back and listen. Thank you. All right, appreciate it, Congo. Yeah, listen, I understand your frustration. And that's why we're having this conversation today, folks, because Arthur Smith has shown you just enough to say, "Mm, maybe, maybe with the right quarterback, because we can't underestimate and undervalue just how bad the Falcons quarterback play was this year. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. Outside of maybe Bryce Young in Carolina, worst quarterback situation in the league. Maybe the Jets with Aaron Rodgers going down and Zach Wilson and having – Tim Boyle start games and Trevor Simeon. I mean, the Falcons are right there. I mean, that's 
That's where they are in terms of how their quarterbacks produce this season. Not just the lack of production, but then you combine that with the amount of turnovers. Oh, my goodness. It's been a disaster. And, yes, again, the reason why Arthur Smith can be accountable for that is because he decided, along with the Falcons organization, because you need to get this stuff cleared, trust me, that it's okay to go into the year with Desmond Ritter's QB1, and then we're going to pay a high-priced backup in Taylor Heineke to be QB2 because we know that Ritter doesn't have the experience and he's going to be, or he's going to need, rather, a security blanket. So that's on them. So I get it. But, again, if you give coach a Jaden Daniels or you give coach, I don't know, Kirk Cousins or somebody that you feel can lead a franchise, I think there is a chance that this Falcons offense could be one of the best in the league with Arthur Smith calling the plays. But I know a lot of you disagree, so hear me out. 404-726-0929. Emmanuel's in Atlanta. Emmanuel. Hey, what's up? What's up, Chris, man? Let, let me say this first about Justin Fields. He's elite talent, man, in this league. Arm talent, speed, athleticism. The kid has it all, man. You saw it live last year. I mean, last game, man. You saw it live. I understand it's going to cost money. We have no quarterback for the last two years, man. I don't care what it costs, Chris. This team needs a quarterback, yep. and a capable quarterback that can run Arthur Smith's offense. I do believe Arthur Smith is an okay play caller. It, to me, to me, from a head coach perspective, I don't know about him, right? From play caller perspective, I think he's an okay play caller, right? We need Justin. We, we, we need Justin, man. We need Justin here, man. I'm telling you, second-round pick, do it. First-round pick, maybe not. Right? But second round pick, you need to do it. Right? So that's just my take on it, man. We really need a quarterback. We need somebody that has some experience, too, as well. Right? We don't need to start over. We don't know about Mr. Daniels. Okay? I know you like Daniels. We don't know what he's going to be in the NFL. Right? He's okay. But let me, but let me ask you this, and then I'll let you finish. Let me ask you this. All right. You think Chicago, with the way Justin Fields is playing right now, is going to take a small package to get him? I think it's going to take a tremendous package to get him. And then you would have to pay him based on the small sample size. Or you can draft a quarterback and just and just move up. No, who who says they're not going to want a first round pick? Did you see the game he played? How do you know? How do you know that? No, no, no. You don't know that. You don't know that. They have a first. They have the top pick overall, Chris. Why they not? Have the top pick overall. Why wouldn't you? Both. They're not going to get a first round pick from from a from a quarterback. They know people. Teams know the leverage they have. They know they don't have that much leverage. No. Oh, okay. Fine. So no first round pick. What about you're going to take two seconds and a fourth? You're going to give that up? Two seconds and a fourth. For not, for not a gamble, I'll do a third. I'll do a third. I'll uh, do a second and the third no. and next year fourth. You can't do and it. Next, and two years fourth. Can't do it. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Just got to run because we got other guys I got to get to. But I appreciate it, and I love the passion. I I strongly disagree. Did you see the way he played against us? Come on, man. You think Chicago's going to sit there and say, hey, you know what, a second and a fourth, and go ahead and take them off our hands. No way. You know how many teams need a quarterback right now? You Just count them. Half the league? More? Come on, man. They're going to want a significant package of compensation for Justin Fields. You can't sit here and tell me that the Bears are just going to give him away. 
That, that was the same argument that John Fricky was trying to make with me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I was like, John, you're crazy, man. You think Fields is just going to be given up for a bag of peanuts and bowling balls? No way. No way. Even I know, and I'm the one making the argument that the Falcons shouldn't trade for him, that he's worth more than that. 404-726-0929. Good call there. We got Kevin in Cartersville. Kevin. Uh, hey, Chris. I love your show, man. Thank you, brother. What's up? Yeah, I, got, I hear all this about going after Fields. I don't think the Bears are going to give up Fields. They have fans chanting his name. Now, Arthur Smith, I think he's a hell of a good coach. I think that it's too much for him to be the OC and head coach. I have an idea of how about bringing in Josh Daniels as your OC and then going after Max Jones, who had a hell of a good year under uh, Josh Daniels. No, I hear you, and I thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Listen, unfortunately, the Falcons are not in a position to make those types of moves. The Falcons need to win now. They needed to win this year. That's why we're having this conversation. You can't bring in a project quarterback like a Mac Jones and say, listen, we saw a good year from you a couple of years ago, and we think we could tap into that. They don't have time for that. If they make a coaching change, maybe you could bring in a guy like a Mac Jones, not to start, to back up and say, hey, listen, you know, we're going to give you a second chance at life here. Uh, Josh McDaniels, I don't want any part of him. He's he's not only is he an overrated offensive mind, in my opinion, because Brady made him not the other way around, but he's obviously a guy with some character issues. Let's put him that way. Not the easiest guy to work around. And that culture that we talked about here in Atlanta, I'm not doing anything to jeopardize that. But I appreciate, listen, at this point, Falcons need to listen to every and all idea that's out there on the table. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Curtis and McDonough, you're up next. Curtis. Uh, thanks for taking my call. What's up? Man? I think you're dead on about Fields. He's too much. He performs. He, he's going to be worth more. We should keep Arthur Smith because I think we all agree he overperformed two out of three years. This year wasn't good. But the thing is, you're right again. We don't know what we don't know with, with, with regard to that Deshaun Watson thing. That's what set everything off. I think Matt, he would, if we had Matt Ryan, and Ritter had somebody to train up under, and he had that one year that we all agree he should have played more, but he didn't. But so much was set in motion by that debacle, we can't truly assess, well, you know, the coach did this, and he picked, and he picked this guy. Yeah, he picked him because that was a debacle. Now, how much of that was on the coach, we'll never know. But I think we can't, we can't just kick that out. I believe that set everything off. All right, appreciate the phone call. Uh, listen, okay. I, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I mean, from the from the standpoint of Deshaun Watson ticked off Matt Ryan and that set the whole trading him to Indy in motion thing. Sure, but can we Atlanta? Can we can we be honest here? How much did Matt have left? I mean, ugh. I mean, maybe a year. Uh, what, well, basically, would it have made that big of a difference to have Matt for one more season? 
I don't think so. I mean, at that point, what were we looking at? What was his ceiling at that point? 18 to 20 touchdowns. I think that's what he had in his last season. So, again, I think you can try to blame anybody you want because the way that the season went, everything's on the table. You can blame the coach. You can blame the quarterbacks. You can blame the GM. You can blame the owner. Every, when something like this happens, it's an organiz, organizational failure. It's not all on one person. Now, a caller made a good point a couple of calls ago that, yeah, when it's going this way and then you compound it by not being able to help yourself and call in trick plays in every game that don't work and double tight end reverse passes and things like that, th- that makes it look so much worse. Because not only is the basic offense not executing, then it looks like you're being desperate by trying to get way deep into your bag and making all these plays that simply don't need to be run. So, again, I get it from every perspective. But when you say that it's all started because of the Deshaun Watson fiasco, let's call it, sure, but at the same time, you would have found yourself down the same road anyway, even if Matt stayed for one more year. All right, let's uh, squeeze in one more before we catch a break. We got our buddy Joe Patrick coming up at 1240. Bob and Griffin. Bob, finish us off. Yeah, I just think it's an arrogance uh, of intellect with the coach. I mean, he's got to go, in my opinion. You can't say that, you know, when everything goes well, the coach gets all the credit. So he has a bare line share of what's happening, especially when it all points back to the offense. We brought in a quarterback that he had a, 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 a relationship with already that he benched while he was there. Uh, this other quarterback, I mean, you're the offensive coach. You got the job based on your offensive knowledge. You got a chance to watch this guy for a year. Your evaluation should have been able to tell you whether or not you felt like you were comfortable and could go with him into another year in which you had already had losing seasons that you knew that things had to be done better. The owner has already said that making the playoffs wasn't the litmus test, but he wanted to see improvement. So he had even factored in this. But when you look at the fact that, as some previous callers have already stated, that you drafted a quarterback, I know all the drafts don't fall on him, but at the same time, we were being sold to thing that we were going to be a power run team. And then when we got down to it, you got too cute with, an, with a questionable quarterback, an unproven quarterback. And then you look at the fact that it doesn't. Oh, Bob, I think, I think we lost you there. That's all right because we got to run anyway. But I get the gist of your point, man. Appreciate it. Good call. Um, good calls all around again, by the way. Again, just as we go to break here, I love the passion. I love it because that's what really matters at the end of the day. Everybody wants the same thing for this team. I want it too. This team needs to be good. It's so much fun when this team is good. When the Benz is rocking, when everybody's excited, when on the street, when I'm wearing Falcons gear, 92.9 gear. Oh, man, how about Bijan? Did you see that movie he made that was number one on SportsCenter? Hell yeah, I did. But when you have a coach and you have a quarterback situation, and you have a GM that is misfired in some of the ways that this regime has, everything's on the table right now. And that's why going into the final game of the season, we're talking about the status of the coach and the quarterback position rather than, oh, if Tampa loses to Carolina, we're going to backdoor into the playoffs. Woohoo! And it really just needed to be better than that. And that's, that's it. 404-726-0929. Definitely going to jump back on the phones later in the program. But up next, you want all the intel on that final game? Don't go anywhere. Joe Patrick's next. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey app. To say this game is important for the Falcons would be quite the understatement. They got to win. Tampa's got to lose. And then they can backdoor into the playoffs. 
as I closed the last segment out with, is that where we thought this team would be? No. Uh, does it kind of take a lot of this thing out of breaking the playoff drought? Yeah, it does, frankly. But you never know when you get into the playoffs. And let's find out the latest as we head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in our buddy Joe Patrick. Joe, before we get into the Falcons, I have a question for you because I know you're a big Ohio State guy. I was listening mm-hmm. to the college football game time show before I came on while I was getting ready, and they were talking about if Ryan Day could be on the hot seat after this season and the way the bowl game went. Do you think that's possible? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that he's def- – I mean, do I think ultimately that he will lose his job? No, but I definitely know that Ohio State fans are not happy at all <laughs> with his performance as, as the head coach. And I know that for some that might seem like, um, you know, a little bit greedy or whatnot because Ohio State has generally been quite good. But with at Ohio State, first of all, you got to beat Michigan, which he has not been able to do at all on a regular basis. And you've got to be able to obviously make the playoff and win games. And that has also, you know, not been something that he's been able to do regularly. And then that, part of that goes to not beating Michigan. And there's honestly, Chris, beyond the results, this is getting in the weeds of Ohio State. There's a lot of issues, like be kind of behind the scenes on the coaching staff, um, the kind of you know unwillingness to relinquish play calling duties and things like that that a lot of fans uh, have gripes about. It actually news just broke that he's actually going to hire an offensive coordinator uh, now who may get the chance to call plays for Ohio State. So there's a lot of issues going on with that program, even though things might seem like oh well they're still a powerhouse program, which they are. Um, there's a lot of kind of discontent among uh, us Ohio State Buckeye fans. All right. We will all certainly keep our eye on that. All right. To the to the matter at hand, Joe, frankly, simply put, how much does a win or a loss of this game impact the decision for Arthur Blank to decide to bring back or let go of Coach Smith? You know, it's, it's so interesting because I think that there are – valid arguments and I would I would agree that a lot of the decision making a lot of the thought that you've put into whether you want to continue with Arthur Smith or not has happened before this game takes place before you see what transpires but I do also at the same time think that um, not just the result of whether they end up winning or losing the game but it's how they play you know and I thought that that's something that was maybe underplayed a little bit about the Colts game was not just the fact that they won and they won by a big margin in that game, but it was also just the way that it manifested in being able to showcase all these different pieces that you have, or most of the different pieces you have. It's kind of ironic that Drake London was kind of the one who didn't really show out in that game, despite the fact that he's been of all these kind of top draft picks that they've taken on offense on the offensive side of the ball. He's been the one who's really been the most consistent over the last couple of years. But, you know, I think that it was the way that they won that game that was really important for Arthur Smith to show. And I think that that's going to be have to be the case again in, in this game against the Saints. I think they're going to have to show, you know, that running game that can work to help set up the passing game and then to distribute the ball around to these guys. And uh, we'll see if that happens. There are so many question marks about this game that are that we just don't know at this point, uh, including who's going to be playing quarterback, which I think is an interesting question that, um, you know, is going to obviously have a lot of ramifications on how things do end up playing out. So one thing that is sort of just been extricably linked is Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot sort of as a package deal. I don't necessarily see that being the case. What do you feel based on what you've seen and heard that 
if they do let go of Arthur Smith, that Terry Fontenot's job could be in jeopardy as well. Yeah, I don't see that being the case at all, honestly. It, it, I'm with you, Chris. Like, and, and I think you can go so far as to say, like, you know, it would be one thing if Terry Fontenot hired Arthur Smith. And, you know, as far as, like, holding people accountable, Arthur Smith's being held accountable for the performance of the team. Um, you would, you know, hold the GM accountable for hiring the coach, but this GM didn't hire this coach. So I don't really see these guys as being tied at all outside of the fact that, you know, I think that they work together, like each other, have a similar kind of idea, the same idea of how they want to kind of build up this team. And a lot of the decision-making that has been done has been done together as a team. And Chris, I think that that's something that's driving me nuts lately about the conversations that are happening about the Falcons team. And, it, a lot of this is kind of like the 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 scapegoating aspect of or mob mentality or whatever you want to call it about as to like where the problems lie with the Falcons team. I see this conversation happening where it's like Terry Fontenot acquired all the good players in the Falcons and anything that didn't go to plan, like the quarterback or you know Bijan's usage or you know whatever you want to say, that's all on Arthur Smith. <laughs> and 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 the the and that's not to absolve either of these parties of you know criticisms because I think they're they're definitely there to be had. But all these things take place as a team. And when you talk about the success the defense is having, that is part. A lot of it is down to the hiring of Ryan Nielsen. A lot of the hiring hiring of Ryan Nielsen was down to both Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot. Terry Fontenot obviously having known him from his time in New Orleans and Arthur Smith ultimately making the hire as the guy who's going to be working for him. So, you know, it's just one of those things where we all want to boil the problems with this with this team down to, you know, the, the minimal amount of changes possible because that makes you think that you can get the quickest solution where, okay, if we just replace the coach um, and we get a good one, boom, then we're, then we're solid. Now that is probably the case, but um, you know, it's just not as simple as just saying it's just down to this guy. It's just down to that guy. There's going to be lots of holes that this team has to fill. And while you may want to prioritize quarterback because you have a rich draft class and things like that, that's not to say that there aren't going to be holes on, you know, all over the team that you've got to fill. You've got a safety spot. You're going to have to fill with Richie Grant, most likely not being the starter coming back next year. Who knows what's going to happen with guys like Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree. So there's, and that's even on the strong side of the ball. So there's still, there's always going to be areas where this team has to optimize and maybe you're going to prioritize some, um, but it's just one of those things where you can't just boil down all this team's problems to, you know, Arthur Smith or Terry Fontenot or, or, or Arthur Blank or Richard McKay or whoever it might be. Talking all things Falcons and Saints with our buddy Joe Patrick here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Joe, something you tweeted and something that, I've highlighted as well is one sort of item in the pro column for Arthur Smith has been the culture and the attitude and the sort of buy-in at Flowery Branch to his program. And I've seen it firsthand going up there every week with Dukes and Bell. You know, how important do you feel that that is in sort of the way that this team could potentially be restructured is, you know, there's a chance that if you bring in a new coach, that goes away. And I think that that aspect of the team, despite the lack of results on the field, is still really important. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that plays into, I think that also plays into the decision as to, as to what you ultimately do with Arthur Smith as, you know, retaining him or, or letting him go and, and choosing somebody else and how that might affect the players that you have. Now, obviously you're not going to be driven just by player sentiment, just like you shouldn't be driven just by, fan sentiment or anything all you have to take all the you know, parties into account 
But yeah, I mean, if, if Arthur Smith was to go, the vast majority of that locker room, I think, would be really saddened by the fact. And uh, yeah, yesterday, like all week, really, it's been as kind of lively in that locker room after practices that than I've seen all year. Now they've also been practicing inside all week. So I've kind of joked with some people. It's like, yeah, that's what you get when, uh, when you're practicing inside and ha- instead of having to go out in the cold and practice. And of course they're doing that because they're going to be playing in a dome uh, this week. So they just want to kind of, you know, get the best practice and the elements they'll be facing as possible. But yeah, I mean, even Arthur Smith kind of after yesterday's practice, he, he was walking through, which is not, it's kind of rare for, for him to appear in the locker room after practice, but you know, just because of the way that they have to walk through the facility. Sometimes he'll just take it and he'll just go through the locker room. And even he, uh, you know, took a couple shots on the, on the basketball hoop there in the locker room. Uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, chatted with some of the players and stuff like that. So, um, you know, they all have great affinity for him. I, I feel like fans, fans sometimes like to kind of create a narrative that he is kind of holding the players back and they all kind of dislike him for that reason but that's really not the case now I'm not trying to say that every player loves Arthur Smith you know I'm sure there's always going to be players in every locker room who have some you know grievances with with the coach but um yeah I think overall that's the one feather in his cap that I think he has I think that that was something that maybe against the Bears you could say that they were kind of you know I don't want to say they quit because these are pros. I don't want to kind of undersell the kind of effort that they get out there. But obviously that game got out of hand for the Falcons at the end of it. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that happens in this final game because I think that, again, that will be one of these indicators along with, you know, how they play, how well the, the tactics kind of work out for them on the field. Do they kind of maintain that super competitive spirit throughout the game? I think it's going to be a big, uh, big thing to watch for in this game. Yeah, that's where I was going to – lead to next is what can we actually expect on the field on Sunday? The Falcons obviously have everything to play for, but at this point due to uh, injuries and sort of where the team is right now, just in, in, in like, I guess you said morale is high, but I mean, I guess it's sort of inevitable Joe that at this point going through some of these games, especially the way last week went, like, do you, do you basically expect that this game is going to be hard fought, you know, drag them out, fist the cuff sort of an affair. I I just have a hard time picturing it that way. I just based on the way that last week went and the way that the season's gone, I want them to close it out strong and get the win. I I'm just having a hard time selling myself on that. So, I think that it could and it should be an intense competitive game with like both teams kind of being fiery all the way through, but in in my experience just observing this team, the thing that gets the Falcons kind of you know, out of that kind of out of that mode is when the quarterback starts turning the ball over. <laughs> I think that that really deflates the team. And I think that that is what you, that's what I saw in that Bears game was a team that was watching Taylor Heineke just throw some really ridiculous interceptions, like almost like he was being careless, like more careless about the game than maybe some of the other players on the team, you know, felt and, it leaves the frustration and an inevitable kind of just lack of having that, that really like do or die attitude out there. So I think that if the team, if the game is close and the team is not turning the ball over in key situations and continuing to put the defense out on the field consistently, then I think that we will see that kind of competitive game. And part of it is because it's a rivalry game, you know, these, these two teams, there really is some kind of bad blood with these two sides, the Falcons and saints. And I think that, that should keep that should keep the competitive spirit high throughout the game. 
um, given that we don't see anything ridiculous happen, which could always happen. You know, Chris, it's so funny. In the last week of the regular season, the NFL is maybe the most random week and what is already quite a random league given the parity that we have. So you never know what you're going to see. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do agree with that. I, I just feel like basically at this point, I've been uh, let down so much this yeah. season that it's, yeah, no, we got to get up you. one more time, Joe. We got to get up one more time. All right, before I let you go as we wrap up with Joe Patrick here, um, you know, amount of money that matters to you, you have to lay down who's starting at quarterback. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, if you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you, who's starting at quarterback? Oh, who's starting? So I honestly think it's going to be Desmond Ritter. That, that's just that's just the that's just the way I lead. I wouldn't bet much money on it at all because this is me just kind of speculating here. But uh, man, I, I have I, I keep on thinking that just the like Taylor Heineke's arm looked quite noodleish in that in that Bears game. It didn't look like he could throw it more than thirty yards down the field, and maybe the conditions had something to play there, and maybe his injury did as well, but. Man, I wonder if Arthur Smith saw that and was like, oh, can this actually function either? I mean, I know Desmond Ritter has his flaws, but I don't know, man. I, honestly, there aren't any <laughs> – there, like, isn't a good decision that I think Arthur Smith's going to feel totally comfortable with either way. And that's not where you want to be when your job is on the line. You know, you, That's something that factors into his decision, I'm sure, is who does he think is going to allow him to have the best chance to keep coaching this team, you know? In the most dramatic uh, sense of irony, Joe – that would probably lead to Bijan finally getting like 27 carries in a game. So maybe, <laughs> maybe the maybe yeah, the fans would be happy with that after all if Ritter <laughs> yeah. throws for 12 times during the game and the Falcons <laughs> right. run it 57 times, which, you know, hey, right. stranger things have happened. All right, Joe, one more week of the regular season and then we'll one see more. what happens. Maybe they squeak into the playoffs and we're talking about some playoff football next week or <laughs> – we're talking about Black Monday and what goes down. As always, my friend, appreciate it through the entire season, and we'll uh, keep this thing going through the offseason as well. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, Joe. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Right. Always appreciate it. All right. That's our buddy Joe Patrick there. When we get back, oh, my goodness, 150 points. Trades on the way. What is going on with this Hawks team? I'll tell you everything I know, and E will ask me five true or false questions. So don't go anywhere. Back with you in five. Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.